You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of China Africa Talk with me, Bridget Mutambira, joining you from China's capital in Beijing. This week, we will look at some of the techniques people are using to fight desertification in China and in the Sahel regions of Africa, with Senegal as a country of reference there. Our guests, Mr. Mamal So, Project Coordinator in the Ministry of Environment and Sustainable Development in Senegal, and Dr. Jingfeng Zhou, the Secretary General of China's Biodiversity, Conservation and Green Development Foundation, which is an independent environmental NGO based in China, look at how communities are dealing with desertification in their respective countries. Mr. So and Dr. Zhou, great to have you join us on the line today. Perhaps let's begin by asking Dr. Zhou. Dr. Zhou, yes. in China, nearly 20% of land area is desert. What have been some of the key causes leading to this and the impacts of drought in the dry regions of China at large to this day? Yes, the major impact are from nature and cause of flood, less of water, wind, and river stops. Those reasons are the main reason for the recent big percentage of drought and for the expanding of desert in China. But also uh-huh. there are some in few areas because of the human's activities also cause some area are going to desert and that is a minor, still very serious issue as well. Mr. So, data estimates that 33% of Africa is desert, of which 25% is the Sahel region, of which Senegal makes a small part of. Now, owing to desertification, what are some of the challenges communities face there? Okay, thank you for that. I can say in Senegal, we have the north part on the, on the country, which is on the Sahel zone. This is caused by the global issues like climate change, but also there is vulnerability for these communities because there you have mostly cattle breeders, uh, pastoralism. So they are working in a large region with uh, cattle, and uh, that's why uh, sometimes they cut trees, etc. But the main challenges you have for the communities is how to adapt their way of life with the context of desertification that is highly coming with the biggest steps. So this is the main challenge we can find in the, in the north region of Senegal. Dr. Joe, how about the frequency of yellow dust storms in recent years? Could this be due to climate change-related desertification? Yes, climate change is a very serious issue. For example, mm-hmm. we have done a research on Tibetan plateau. And during the last 20 years, the climate change, change make a very serious change of the rainfall because of the increased rainfall that make the first lake of Yangtze River. The broken banks make the bottom of the lake up to the during the 
winter wind blow the sand of the bottom of the lake all the way up to the lower area and that mm. make a very serious desertification immediately for the past 20 years and this is very clear case of climate change uh, mm-hmm. will have a very big impact that is one very clear example of course there are some outside the uh, example as well we have to research on global uh, lake uh, in that area because of the climate change grass and trees are coming back to the desert but as a whole the rapid change of the climate have a big impact and caused a lot more desertification in China. Mm. Can technology be used to determine the fibers of land degradation and combat desertification in China? Uh, it worked really well these years, and especially this years, the China government put a great emphasis on green mountain and clear water issues and uh, the combat desertification programs are going very fast and well. With new technology, including from data technology, from agricultural technology, even including some windmill solar panel combined together with anti desertification. And recently, China has developed quite a few demo sites, and all those efforts are expanding very fast, including in Mongolia, Gansu, and Ningxia, and the Xinjiang area. We do have quite a few teams working on this area and developing many new technology, including greenhouse to build in that area. All those are very good to providing food to stop land overuse and have a good result. Mr. So? Yeah. I've read of drone technology being used to combat desertification in the Sahel. How about regreening? Is it considered the ultimate weapon to combat desertification in the Sahel? Yeah. I want just to precise before answering to your question that okay. uh, in this uh, region we call uh, Faro, it's uh, 29% mm-hmm. of the of the national territory of Sen- of Senegal. And oh, then okay. uh, the rainfall decreases a lot. Now you have an average, a maximum of 400 millimeters of rainfall. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can have more than 45 degrees as temperature. So these oh. uh, um, show you how difficult it is to, to, to live there. And this increase the vulnerability of the communities. Coming back to your question. I can say that using, for example, the drone is something very recent in Senegal. And it is okay. mostly used just for surveillance. But the main effort to regreen is just mm-hmm. planting, as you may know, and just to place under protection some key areas. But since, say, the 1970s, the 1980s, many of the policies for combating desertification were tried in the Sahel. Why do we still have this problem of desertification there? Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, the decreasing of this rainfall is some of the key issues. So that's why in Senegal, the authorities decided at this time, at the early 80s, mm. to have this Sahel Union for Combating Desertification. I explained at the starting 
this is a global issue. So if you don't yes. try these desertification issues with uh, the other countries, I can say there is no use doing something. But now, mm. the main policy you have, which is Great Green Wall, as mm -hmm. you may know, this is a huge program, including 11 countries from Senegal to Djibouti, and it's for 8,000 kilometers and a length of 15 kilometers. So this is actually the main orientation taken by the authorities to combat effectively and efficiently desertification. Okay. Dr. Joe. Yes. Ningxia Hui Autonomous Region, northwestern China, is surrounded by three major deserts. It has been fighting desertification for over six decades now, and as of 2020, 57% of its territory, or 2.9 million hectares, had been affected by desertification. How is China tackling desertification in the northwestern part of the country? Are you on track with the 2050 goal towards reclaiming and rehabilitating desertified land? Uh, we have a huge program uh, mm -hmm. called the Three North Shelter Forest Program, which okay. lasts dozens of years in the, along all the north of China and encourage, uh, motivated uh, many, many people to planting trees. And we also okay. call it Green Wall of China. And Ningxia is in the center part of the three north. And three north means northeast, north, northwest. So we call it the three north shelter forest program. And every year, the central government, and as well as local government, invest a lot, huge amount of funds and motivated many people, organizations, business to participate. And some for free, some the government fund them, some just do it for the public school, volunteer. And that program did plan a green wall in China. Because it's much bigger than the green wall. Ningxia is the center of it and the benefit a lot from that. In the local government, like Ningxia Authority, they also has their own uh, policy programs to go with the uh, National Three Fort North Shelter Program. They have their own very important uh, program, including in the Shabuoto in Zhongwei City. I visited there several times. You can see steady changes during the years. And um, the sand has stopped and uh, people are coming the desertification has stopped around those major cities in Ningxia province. We look pretty good towards uh, the 2050 and the desertification, the three North Shelter Forest Program will continue and will expand. Mr. So, yeah. still on the issue of keeping track in fighting desertification. In your opinion, what do countries in the Sahel, like Senegal, for instance, need to do to keep track in tackling desertification in line with 2050 environmental goals? What's your take? The community vulnerability itself. With the Red Green Wall initiative built since 2007 with the other countries, Senegal has a scope of 545,000 hectares to regreen. 
just ten uh, percent, I think, of, of this object have been made. So, aligned to two thousand thirty, we have five main challenges. The five okay. main challenges is that the sustainable management of soils and green economy, fighting climate change and social economic development for the communities. The third one is research and development. Uh, the fourth one is to sensitize people to make some community a forest to restore, to regreen, or to replant. And the final one is to build an information system. I think aligned to 2030, these are the main issues with this Great Green World Initiative and agency we set in place in Senegal. We try to in the, the coming years. Okay, but in your opinion, how should realities on the ground shape policies in Senegal in fighting desertification? Yeah, the key uh, issue is to have at the local level to have what we okay. call the integrated local development. You can't fight uh, desertification in ignoring people's way of life because they are most pastoralists. So they are doing cattle breeding, but they are not staying with their animals. So most of the time they are what we call the nomadism. Uh, they go in, from place to, to place and they cut trees, etc., etc. So that's why the main policy in this Green Green World Initiative is to, to promote the local development in putting the forestry products in the center of the community's life and also to develop what we call agroecology. Uh. Instead of cutting the trees when you want to build your crop, something like that, it's better to have the trees in place and try to develop some relevant techniques in agriculture that lead you to have a better integration of forestry in the way of life of the communities. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa talk. Find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and more. We'll see you there. Mr. Jia, I'd like to hear from you. In your opinion, how should realities on the ground shape the policies in arid regions and mountainous farming lands in China, for example, in the Ningxia region and places like Gansu province? Thank you. The bottom line is we know in Gansu, Ningxia, we have a lot more water than Israel. And we have a lot space to develop. And we have more space for us to use the new technology to produce more agricultural products and foods mm. for people and uh, compare with what the Eastern people have achieved. And we are quite positive towards the future. And in fact, in Gansu province, we do have some demo sites. We use less water but use the advantage of sunshine, uh, use the advantage of big area of plants, use facility okay. with greenhouse kind of related agriculture technology that helps to produce more food and uh, to be a better use of the land and change their way of life. And all policies 
including local uh, supporting banking issue to support to finance those uh, people to use the new very minor irrigation system and all those helps to improve livelihood and uh, to, to support people against the desertification and uh, including uh, not only agriculture but the green land the forest the planting those are quite tangible no, thank you so much. Mr. So, yeah. what are some of the key issues discussed at the COP15 climate conference in Abidjan? And what were some of the takeaways for Senegal with regards to combating desertification? Yeah, the big topic I think we discussed in Abidjan is this issue of sustainability development and the environmental aspects and okay. in developing the value chains around the environment and also how to protect more and restore degraded land. As you may know, the last declaration of the president at the end of this great meeting, it was really to show that we must stop land degradation. This was Mm. the main condition. Also, to improve the resiliency of communities faced to climate change. Under the big declaration of the president to stop land degradation, we have these things, sustainability, uh, stop um, and, and, and protect more and restore forest and degraded land, and also how to improve more the resiliency of communities faced to this climate change. Okay. Dr. Joe, yes. I'm also going to ask you a similar question with regards to the COP15. What were some of the issues there discussed that perhaps were some takeaways for China with regards to combating desertification? Well, China have a very ambitious plan to do the best contribution to forestation in the green of motherland. And that program has started, is going very well. And all local governments, business, people are motivated to participate. And we are quite sure China plants the most trees in the coming years. And also... We are very positive that slow down the desertification in China for sure. Uh, we will achieve the best result in this regard for sure. Okay. What is the vision and ambition your country brings to the next COP27 scheduled to take place from the 7th to the 18th of November 2022 in Egypt, given the enormity of the global challenges from where you stand? Not sure what the government will see and will plan, but the bottom line is we will continue to increase the percentage of forest on our motherland, sure, and we will stop desertification. That is among the national government's plan and these movements. Mr. So, you are in yes. Senegal, in Africa. Obviously, uh, these are two different countries, China and Senegal. I'd like to also know from you, what is the vision and yeah. ambition your country brings to the next COP27 Egypt from where you stand? Yeah. From our side in Senegal and mostly in Africa, the problem is this energy transition. So okay. as you may know, in Senegal, we discovered recently the world community decided to discourage the use of fossil energy. And the debate is in the place is how to ensure this energy transition. Uh, to let African countries to develop themselves because we have problem of access on energy. So how we can make smoothly the changes we must all do to do the, the energy transition from this fossil energy to the clean energy. 
This is actually mm. the debate which we have on these next walk in Egypt. World Environment Day is coming. I'd like to know from you, are young leaders keen on contributing to environmental desertification issues? And how do you inspire communities in Senegal to participate in environmental activities on such occasions? Yeah, actually, the Ministry of Environment is going to open the week to celebrate the World Environment Day. And the communities on the ground are very engaged to celebrate the Environment Day. They are doing many activities, uh, planting trees, sensitize uh, communities and, and so on. This is the main event and we used to do it every year and this year also people are very engaged to sensitize more and more their neighbors. Okay. In China, are young leaders keen on contributing to environmental desertification issues? What are your thoughts on their involvement in changing the situation? Okay. I would like to share a few examples. We failed litigations against the local authority and the local state farm because they cut some trees to plant group. That sand land are very good for group for making wine. And so they cut some trees for group okay. planting. And we filed litigation against the authority and the state farm. Uh. And that is a very typical example. And the young activist, the NGO, the public to participate mm. in the environmental issues, especially the coming environmental days. And the old activist leaders, youngsters and NGOs uh, many of them are very enthusiastic in protecting forests, in planting trees. And every year we have National Planting Tree Day in March. But every month we get individuals, people donate money in, to support planting trees. And those are quite common in China. Even if your private trees, you cannot cut. If you cut trees, you will be not only be fined or maybe sentenced, uh, most of the case. Now, Mr. So, yes. according to the United Nations, desertification is a global issue mm. with serious implications worldwide. What is your hope for the environmental future of Senegal? The hope is that people and communities are more and more conscious on that issues. And they claim for more justice. You know, Africa, Senegal uh, itself, is not an industrial mm. country, but mm. we face the consequences of the industrial countries because they are doing more pollution, etc., that leads to climate change effects. So the young leaders, the community, they know that we cannot continue on that way of life without considering the environment in general. So the more hope we have is that people and communities are more conscious on that on that issue but the fact is that we we claim for more international justice we are not industrial country but we are facing the effects of the pollution in the world okay mr joe while fighting desertification what experiences and good practices can china share with countries in africa facing similar challenges we are working on campaign to stop legal wood trafficking uh, in the second, we work with a uh, local NGO in Madagascar and uh, we provide some fund to them so they can hire local people to planting trees instead of cutting trees. 
we hope we can expand that practice and at the same time we also looking forward to learn internationally a new technology for example the technology from Israel to save our land we of course are sharing those with the African and civil society we have a program called the source source biodiversity sense program through this big program we want to work together with people in africa especially to provide the idea the know-how to work together to combat desertification globally oh well that brings us to the end of the program it was great hearing opinions from experts in the environment industry dr joe and mr so thank you so much yeah. for sharing observations as to how communities are fighting desertification in Senegal and in China. Good luck in the next COP27. would like to hear from you and pick up from there. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.